Welcome to the Richmond Term Voices podcast, brought to you by the Greater Richmond Society of Human Resources, the voice and pulse of the Richmond, Virginia HR community, with your hosts, Tiffany Fortune and Gray Martin. Subscribe to Richmond Term Voices on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Download episodes at richmondsherm.org. are mere weeks from Richmond Sherm's 12th Annual Strategic Leadership Conference, and it's our second virtual. If you haven't already done so, run, don't walk, to register for the two-day virtual event Wednesday, October 20th, and Thursday, October 21st. The conference offers two half days of compelling speakers, virtual networking, and both Sherm and HRCI credit opportunities, especially those hard to obtain business credits. Visit richmondsherm.org. And today we have a great little teaser for our listeners because we have with us two of our session speakers, Allison French, Managing Director of Alto Solutions LLC, and Stephanie Hupka, Managing Partner of Protos Learning. Both of these ladies are seasoned professionals in the strategic leadership and organization and development space, and these ladies will be presenting a session entitled, Won't You Be My Manager? Yes. Yes, everyone. It does involve Mr. Rogers. But before we go into more detail on Won't You Be My Manager, Allison, why don't you get us started with a little bit of your background? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Gray, Tiffany. It's so nice to be here with Stephanie and to meet you all. And we're so excited about the conference and and bringing this to everyone. Uh, I, as you said, I'm the managing director of Alto Solutions um, in the greater Washington, D.C. area based in Northern Virginia myself. And I've been, um, I've had this company, it's a small woman owned consultancy. I've had this company now um, in my eighth year, which is wonderful. I'm a former Deloitte consultant um, who decided to go out on my own because there were certain things that I just really love doing and I really wanted to focus on. And those things are helping people to make strong connections, to manage through change, to improve their, their leadership, their communications, their teams. So I'm a facilitator. I'm a trainer. Uh, I'm an organizational change consultant. Um, and that's that's what I do. I work with these teams. I, I kind of help them make these unique connections to help them really achieve the results that they want to achieve with their with their people, with their teams, with their businesses. And Stephanie? Hi, I am Stephanie Hubka. I am the managing partner at Protos Learning. I started my consulting firm about four years ago, and I really did it because what I realized is after working for a bit more than a decade, mostly in the nonprofit space, I did a lot of e-learning. I did a lot of instructional design and a lot of evaluation. But what I was finding is that I never had a chance to do all of that together. Usually I was hired just to do e-learning or just
just to do instructional design. And it occurred to me at one point that the only way to have all the fun is to make up a job where you can have all the fun. And that has basically been what I've been up to for the last four years. So at Protos Learning, we primarily focus in the training and development space. So everything from needs assessment straight through to evaluations, all modes, all, you know, just every modality at this point. I think we're all kind of very heavily in virtual at this moment in time. But that's a little bit about what I do. Also based in the DC area, like Allison, um, very excited to get a chance to chat with you today. Now, we don't want to spoil any of the golden nuggets and great advice that you both plan to share at the Strategic Leadership Conference, but you guys are presenting together. Now, is this the first time or how did you team up? Well, this project is our first formal collaboration, but this session is certainly not. Um, Stephanie and I, we, we've known each other for a very long time, actually, through just the networks in the greater D.C. area because we, we play sort of in the same space. Um, we're both very involved in the Association for Talent Development, which is how we initially met. Um, and gosh, it's going back a couple of years now um, when we were just, you know, we, we would chat on the phone a lot. I know when Stephanie was first going out. I had already been in business a little bit longer and, and we like to compare notes and, you know, help each other along because that's one of the downsides of being in business for yourself is you don't have that person to, to bounce ideas off of. So, you know, we, we talked a lot and I, you know, distinctly remember this conversation we had. I was, I was in my car and I had this idea about applying the teachings of Mr. Rogers to initially it was to training. It was to how to be a better trainer. And I kind of mentioned it to Stephanie and, and there was silence for a minute. And I said, Oh, Oh God, you know, I, this was stupid. Oh my gosh, she's laughing at me. And she went, so I had the same idea. <laughs> and, and so, you know, from that point forward, we, we kind of became a, a team on this. We said, well, two heads are better than one. And we created this program together, which we formally launched um, at the Association for Talent Development International Conference, which uh, was supposed to be in person uh, in 2020 and ended up being virtual, of course. And we launched Won't You Be My Trainer. Um, and then we very quickly realized how much applicability it had to being a manager, being a team member, um, being a volunteer even. So we've created several iterations of it and we've been doing this you know, for a couple of years now for various clients. Um, in fact, a few weeks ago, we just did a four-day version of the trainer one for um, the uh, Kuwait Foundation for the Advancement of Sciences. So There's a whole bunch of people over overseas, which was so much fun. So um, definitely not our, our first time together. And we've really found that the program is very strong because of our partnership. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think really it comes at a time where we're really looking for great conversations especially those that are rooted in things that feel comfortable to us and for a lot of us especially if you were raised in the United States there's a good chance that Mr. Rogers was a part of your childhood and it's been really nice for us to be able to kind of go back to basics in a way go back to childhood and one of the best parts of our session every session we offer is the chance to watch as others get a chance to go back to their roots and think a little bit about some of the joy that they found in spending a half hour in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. 
and kind of the applicability, I guess, of some of those techniques and ideas and thoughts on the job. I mean, who would have guessed what we learned as kids would set us up so well for where we are now as adults? So thank you for for sharing. I have to tell you that I was chatting with Gray and we were talking about today and I was like, wow, what an amazing concept. I mean, really, to really use Mr. Rogers' teachings and apply it to what we are doing today in our approach. Is it fair really to say that this session has been, you know, shaped really because of some of the challenges that we've been faced with in 2020, year-to-date 2021? You know, I'm so glad you asked that because it really has been shaped, although in a way, not the way that I think either Allison or I would have expected it to be shaped. Initially, we had this idea to put together a session. And like Allison said, it was initially going to be for ATD's conference, a live conference in person, a room full of people interacting together. And of course, COVID-19 changed quite a bit of that. And as the pandemic continued on, what we realized is that it was going to have to look very different if we were going to offer this at all. And when we had the opportunity to present it for ATD's virtual conference, which is what the international conference became, it was in a virtual environment. And that caused us to really have to step back and reflect on certainly how we would deliver it. But I think what was even more important for us was the timing of this content at this moment in our professional lives. If there has ever been a moment that kindness was needed, it is this moment. Every one of us has looked for that and needed that in our workplaces, probably for as long as we've been employed anywhere. But during the pandemic, there has been a particularly important need for the kind of kindness and grace and compassion and empathy that I think Mr. Rogers did a phenomenal Mm -hmm. job expressing through his show But we have needed to experience together from each other as the last 19 months have continued on. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, you know, this sort of took on a a completely different life when, you know, we had to do it virtually. And in fact, that first virtual session we did was was a recorded session, it was. Uh, which was so far afield of what we thought we were going to do with this. Um, but one of the things, uh, one of the pieces of feedback we got was that, you know, even though it was recorded, we, we felt the you know, this this interaction between the two of us and even kind of reaching through the screen, which of course, you know, thinking about, again, about Mr. Rogers and how he was kind of our, our first virtual teacher in a lot of ways where he was teaching us over a screen, a TV screen, as it were. But at the same time, everyone felt, you know, that he was really talking to them. And so, you know, we we kind of realized, wow, you know, this is really timely. This really makes sense. It wasn't what we originally intended, but in a lot of ways, I think it turned out better. Yeah, I think it was exactly the content we needed at exactly the right point for us. And from the feedback that we've received in the conversations we've been able to have with others, it's the content that they have needed at this moment. So it has been really fun to be part of those conversations and to feel as though we're able to make some really positive connections for people as they are also reacting to and reframing some of what's happening for them. It is really, truly going back to the basics. And we've gotten so busy and so, I don't know, more focused on self that we we just lost it. We And we didn't even realize it. But like you said, 
Oh boy, uh, it was an awakening for us really the last uh, the last nineteen months, and. I look at the benefits. I'm like, what, what have I learned in the last 19 months? I'm like, gosh, I've learned a lot about myself. I think my family, we've learned a lot about our relationship as a family, our relationships. And of course now our relationships as, as, as peers and and team members and managers and, you know, leaders, mentors. Yeah. It's just really something that you just don't realize. It's like Mr. Rogers. All I can remember is a, won't you be my neighbor? And it is, that's just it. It's how do we go about being a good neighbor. And and how do we do it? It's sad. It's that practicing and understanding humanity and giving each other grace. And that is something we just don't seem to give naturally. The pandemic led to a lot of concerns and frustrations and very genuine problems that rose to the top of so many organizations. And the solution to a lot of those is that humanity component. It's returning to kindness. It is returning to listening to one another, valuing relationships and valuing people as much as or more than the work itself. You can't let people get lost in the day-to-day. And I think it's become very easy for many organizations to slip into that. This has been a wake-up call. We can't do that anymore. And it's interesting. I was going to ask you both, what do you love most about your job? But unfortunately, our listeners can't see you the way I can see you. And you guys just are glowing (laughs) when you talk about what this is all about. So I can tell already, but because they can't see the glow and these beautiful rosy (laughs) cheeks that I get to see, just share with us, what is it that has really brought you to this moment and said, you know, this is how we want to gift our talents to the world? It's so hard to put into words, I think, sometimes because it, you know, it just, it's that feeling that you get, you know, um, when, when you make the connection, when you, when you impact someone. And I think back just a couple of weeks ago to this workshop we did um, for this client in Kuwait where, you know, these folks were coming in. Most of them didn't really know Mr. Rogers, quite honestly. (laughs) So it was a really interesting thing for us to say, wow, you know, we've been doing this workshop or the different iterations of it a lot for, you know, U.S. audiences. Great. Everybody knows Mr. Rogers. And I think, you know, that on the, the last day, we had a few folks who, just started chatting in some really impactful comments and how they, you know, after four days, how they didn't want it to end and how they really saw using this and how, you know, they love Mr. Rogers now and all of these things that, you know, seeing those breakthroughs, seeing these folks make their own connections from the material, you know, seeing how they, they lit up from some of this and how they engaged with it. Um, you know, you mentioned too, you know, in the pandemic, there's been challenges around virtual learning and reluctance to engage in virtual learning, but there are ways to do it. And I think for, for me, you know, do I love being behind a screen all the time? No, I like being in person. I'm I'm kind of an extrovert, so I miss the in person. But, you know, whether it's in person or whether it's through the screen, you can you can tell when you've when somebody just lights up when they make the connection, when they they solve a problem for themselves, but you sort of guided them there. I mentioned before my background in consulting, which has led really well to my work in facilitation and training just helping people to 
figure this stuff out, just giving them some nuggets. I do some coaching as well. And it's the same idea of kind of, you know, helping, helping them to help themselves through some of these concepts that, that we put together. And, and the fact that, you know, we, we took something that we both loved, Stephanie and I, as, as children, and we found a way to love it more as adults in our professions. I mean, I think that's, that's really, that's something really special for me. I really couldn't agree with what Allison said anymore. It is, for me, kind of two parts. One is what we've experienced through delivering these workshops. It's getting that opportunity to watch as people start to recognize where those connection points are going to be. It is not always all of the content, nor should you want it to be, nor should you expect it to be. Right. But there's almost always one moment. And oftentimes, even in this virtual world where people have their cameras on, you can see it. And you can see that someone is connected and you can see that they're about to change how they practice because of it. And for me, it's thinking about what that is. That's almost like the ripple before the wave that overcomes some of the challenges an organization might have. It's that one person recognized that they can do something a little different. And by doing so, they might be able to reach out and connect with somebody else. And by expressing kindness in a certain way, now that person's going to be able to do it. And the more often we are treating each other well, and we are demonstrating that level of connection and respect, that's where we start to see organizational transformation. And to think that any one of us has the capacity to do that in some small way that can lead to a big way, that can lead to a bigger way, for me... Like I said, it's those moments where you see that little spark and you think something good is about to happen. And in addition to that, I know these are techniques that Allison and I love to talk about during workshops, but we also use these in our practice. So when working with clients, it's very much the same. And it's another reminder that there is so much about who we were as kids and what we learned and the values that were instilled in us that put into practice today in the workplace can achieve the exact same thing. How do you see training and development changing in a post-COVID world? It's a really important question for us to be asking right now. And for me, one of the things that immediately comes to mind is that I think we are permanently changed. Virtual will not go anywhere. There are many workplaces that are now remote only. There are a lot of people who are not going to regularly be interacting in person the way they once did. And although there were a lot of companies before the pandemic who were remote or had many remote employees, it's going to be much more the norm for a lot of us. And for me, I think one of the post-COVID world sorts of things that we're going to really have to contend with is what it really means to produce and deliver in a hybrid setting. Hybrid is not the same as blended learning. So for those of us who work primarily in the talent development space, blended learning is a concept we have worked with for a while. You'd have content that might be presented in person, maybe through a webinar, maybe through an e-learning course. All of these would sort of combine together to create an experience. But hybrid's a little different than that. Hybrid is an opportunity for us to bring people who might be in person with us in a training room and people who are at home or somewhere outside of the workplace together at the same time 
for the same experience, desiring the same sorts of results and outcomes. And for us to start to understand what it means to deliver in a way that meets or exceeds the needs of our learners in front of us, as well as those who are not directly in front of us, is going to be something that our industry is really going to have to figure out. It may look different for every organization. It may feel different for every organization. But what it really calls attention to is the need to remember that this is not about training as much as it is about the people who are part of that experience. I think our success in a post-COVID world is so directly tied to people and how we are treating them and how we are respecting them and how we are including them in the workplace and in the kinds of work that we do. I, I agree. And I just want to say that it's really important what you've covered here when you talk about the hybrid workforce and having that inclusion. And I know that you'll be sharing more of this, but one of the things that I have seen um, a lot of the smaller enterprises, especially that are now saying, I'm distributed, Tiffany, can you help me in determining what other resources can we, can we bring into our, 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 our workforce so that we can make sure that individuals that are joining from home or from their choice of work and the individuals that are home in the here in the office, we're all included and we're making sure that we don't start the meeting before the meeting, <laughs> which is what we all are guilty of, right? You, you go into the conference room, you start the meeting and those that are joining on video, you know, they, they join in and you've already discussed like half the agenda. Yep. So how do we make sure that we're, ha- you know, we're really focusing um, our, our approach and all of our efforts to really think inclusion, it is challenging. It is really, really challenging. You know, we have to treat people as individuals and remember that, yeah, I mean, if we're in the room and we're bringing people in virtually as well, that we're not having the meeting before the meeting, but that requires a certain mm-hmm. amount of, of mindset and mindfulness mm-hmm. to really train our brains and really just be aware of all of those circumstances. And it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Allison and Stephanie, this has been so much fun. We can't wait to hear more at the Strategic Leadership Conference. For our listeners out there, where can they go to get more information? Maybe do some homework before your session. Yeah, sure. We have a website. It's called Won't You Be? So it's www.won'tyoube.com. Um, and so that has both of our current workshops, the Won't You Be My Manager and the Won't You Be My Trainer, um, information on both of those, some testimonials from people who have been through them, um, you know, a little more about how we deliver them and where we customize them basically. You know, we have we have basic content that stays the same and then we work with the organizations to, you know, we can, we can do it in an hour, we can do it in four days. You know, it's really up to the organization individually to, you know, we work with them on their goals and what they want to accomplish. And then we'll, we'll take our basic workshop and we'll, we'll make it work for them in whatever iteration and including in person. I mean, we're going back to doing in-person work as well. So won't you be www.won'tyoube.com. Thank you, Stephanie and Allison. This has been just wonderful. And so for all of you listeners, if you want to hear more and hear about the session and how to incorporate messages of wisdom of Mr. Rogers to elevate your own leadership and management practices, make sure to join us at the Richmond Sherm Strategic Leadership Conference on Wednesday, October 20th and Thursday, October 21st. 
Now in the session, you will learn how to select and integrate strategies that strengthen leadership capacity, identify key concepts that contribute to organizational change, learn how to apply effective management techniques to engage teams. So important for inner leader, but especially as we continue to chart these new waters with the future of work and the workplace. Thanks for listening. Richmond Sherm Voices podcast with Tiffany Fortune and Gray Martin. If you like our show and want to know more, subscribe or check out Richmond Sherm website at richmondsherm.org.